0: everybody, welcome to Hacking Into Security, your career-related cybersecurity show. I'm your host, Ricky Burke, the InfoSec recruiter, and regularly we'll be speaking with a variety of guests from industry leaders, entrepreneurs, senior specialists, and new people into the space. Each is sharing their story, views on the industry, and how others can navigate success in their careers. So welcome to another episode of Hacking Into Security. Today we are with Ian White. So I've known Ian for three, four years now.
1: Probably about three, four years, I'd say, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, so Ian was a security recruiter when I first got to know him, but that's definitely not what he does anymore. So currently he's now general manager at ZX Security, New Zealand's, well, one of New Zealand's top security pen testing companies. He definitely has a, a diverse and interesting story to tell and would like to get to know him. So. Ian, welcome. And I guess first question: Who are you?
1: Oh, I was just going to say before uh, before telling a bit about myself and what I do currently at the moment. I think probably the first time we met would have been KiwiCon two years ago. Yeah, it would have been because we—I've known I, I'd known you for about two years previous to that, as you had alluded to. I used to uh, work in security recruitment w- way back in the day. And there was kind of, even though you're supposed to be competitors, there was a number of people that I kind of mentioned to you that were look, move, looking at moving to Australia, and you'd mentioned me, people that were moving to New Zealand, and there was just a kind of a good relationship between you and I, mm. which was which was always a good thing. At the moment, yeah, I'm general manager of a company called ZX Security, pen testing company based in New Zealand. We have clients that are two-seat organizations, up to 250,000-seat big international businesses. Wow. Wow current portfolio is about 50 50 between government and private at the moment we're very happy to have a lot of government agencies with what's going on at the moment so it's good to have them being mandated to spend at the moment which is a great thing yeah so we're, just, we're a pure pen testing company 20 staff at the moment three non-billable people effectively everyone else is a billable consultant all the way from lead down to junior people specialist areas of testing from gps spoofing to gsm to biometrics to hardware physical and then our main bread and butter is web application pen testing We we do anything along the testing stream of work so
0: yeah obviously you've you've moved across industries already so what brought you into i guess the security industry first of all
1: so ricky had actually sent me some of the questions previous to this and just looking at the question last night why are you working in security the the answer i put down was luck (laughs) so kind of to take a step back i suppose Um, I had been working in IT security recruitment for a period of time, and one of my clients was the founder of ZX Security, Simon. And at one stage, he'd grown to the size of the business, to about five people, and he was looking for a sixth number, and he was looking for someone as a project manager. And just because I had a good relationship with him, he said, oh, do you know anybody? Yeah, I do. So I just sent him my resume. (laughs) And uh, and he just looked at it and said, are you serious? I said, yeah, why not? I I can do all the things that you've asked for. And then basically handed in my um, notice and uh, moved over. So that's kind of why I'm working in security or how I got into it, I suppose. Kind of on the side of why I'm into it and why, I, why I'm still, doing it and why I love it three years later is, uh, aside from security and pen testing, I've always been fascinated about behavioral economics or social psychology or uh, social sciences. And if anyone follows me on LinkedIn, they'll see I'm always kind of speaking about those kind of things. So much so uh, before COVID, I was attending Harvard this year to do a course in behavioral economics, which would have been, awesome which is being postponed now but all the behavioral economics is about finding kind of the why the things why does that work why is it like that i know that's the way it is but why and pen testing is very much similar to that but the technical aspect of that is why did you build it that way why did you do it that way you know we can hack it that way so it's finding the why from a technical sphere so having the understanding of of a hacker mindset without being a hacker is definitely maybe appreciate the industry so much appreciate the people so much and just really add value not from a technical point of view when i'm dealing with clients or dealing with the team but from a kind of a holistic point of view from just a human being
0: yeah that's there's a lot of similarities there okay talking of self-learning i think it's massive for for people in this industry no matter i guess no matter what area you're in there's a lot of things changing i was checking out your linkedin profile and i know that you do a lot of self-study and learning anyway but i'll to be honest, I'm even more impressed after checking that out. I guess, what were the fundamental things that helped you go from, I guess, recruiter, or I know you had a different background before that, but I guess to where you are now, what's helping you from a business perspective?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely going to be a different answer to if you're wanting to get into technical security and you know self-learning, I can speak about that, but I can leave that for more of the pen testers but if you're wanting to get into you know security from a business management point of view or a program management point of view and dealing with businesses from a self-learning perspective the, the biggest probably benefit to myself is being able to people and being able to deal with humans and then from a learning point of view just honestly any meeting that i go to from a self-learning point of view afterwards if it's a general manager or a ceo and I'm chatting to her, and afterwards, I just and their business. I'm like, oh, what what size? when you were at this size, how did you deal with this issue? i will I have no problem and just asking people that I deal with in meetings afterwards just to see exactly how they dealt with situations. so i'm I'm self learning on the job as much as I am from reading books afterwards as well, too. So I'll go through reading a book a week on something completely different that I know will benefit me somehow in the future, from again, reading books on behavioral economics to, just reading books on specific history ones or whatever it may be and exactly how situations have have gone through from the very start to the finish. And then from self-learning, from doing more certificate-based stuff again, like attending Harvard this year, would have been a big self-learning piece of mind that i would have been very proud of to going to courses i go to and so many meetups the amount of meetups that i attend as well too just to self-learn and meet people i think it's such an integral part of being really good and being a fully rounded consultant these days
0: so out of interest when you say meetups are they security ones or more generalist or
1: both to be honest yeah both so there's a there's a business in new zealand called zero which is an accounting software business and one of my mates who works there who's pretty high up and they, they were recently doing a hiring process. and During the hiring process it, for technical roles, what he wanted to see on a certain amount of people's resumes was whether they had worked front of the house before. So even though these are technical roles and you need to be very proficient, he wanted to see if people had people before, whether you'd worked in a in a restaurant or in a cafe or in a retail store, and you've actually dealt with people at the till. You've understood how to con- conversate and be with people. And I think whether you're a pen tester or you're just a general manager, being able to people at the youngest age possible but like, there's a, You can be the most technically gifted person in the world, but you're never going to get to the top if you don't understand how to deal with people. And that's from going to. I go to so much business meetups that um, you know, the likes of Deloitte or KPMG will host or government agencies to technical meetups as well too. That I would go to all the time as well. So I try to get a big variety.
0: Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. And I, I guess what's what's helped you transition then or get that understanding. So if, if there's anyone out there, let's say that is more. Mm-hmm other parts of it but wants to go into security on that sort of business perspective or it project program manager type mm. what's helped you and what would you i guess recommend to
1: others yeah i think what's up to me like again it's, it's it's very individual but having like passion is obviously a huge thing so like the first step that i always put down even when i'm interviewing people is trying to understand their passion it's going to be very hard to learn something and want to do something if you don't have the passion or, or the drive or the ability to mm. want to actually do it it's Someone messaged me a couple of weeks back. I can't remember who it was, about reading books saying, oh, I see you're reading heaps of books. Like, how do you do it? And I just said, the simplest advice is I can't read fiction. If you give me a fiction book after a page, I'll go back to the top and start reading again. And then I'll do it again. And I'll go back to the top. I just can't read fiction books. I need to read facts. So just like find what you're into and then just stick to that. Mm -hmm. And it's so that's kind of, the first thing that I would say about that, I suppose, is find like the the passion is is a really big thing for that.
0: Yeah, makes sense. And and what about I guess the learning aspect? So I guess security is a big space, It's a deep space. And uh, to be honest with you, my my perception of the industry has changed over the years. Security is not one thing; it's it's massive, and there's lots of different diverse mm-hmm. areas within it. How did you, I guess, get your head around that? And,
1: and yeah, it's, it's a good to- question. I, I I kind of break it down a bit, so. It's kind of funny, you know, when you say you work in, a, and you work in IT and you, you speak to anyone who doesn't, they just think, oh, you can fix my router or you can fix the TV. <laughs> and it's like the best way I can explain the first part of IT is like if you go up to someone and it says, you may play rugby and I may play field hockey, but that's just sport. That's what IT is. There's so many sports, like there's so many facets of IT. And then you go into like, so playing sport is like, okay, well, what sport do you play? Just because you play badminton, you play cricket doesn't mean you're going to be as good at both, you know, and it's the same with IT. And then you go down to IT security and yeah, from red team to blue team to forensics and then down within them to governance and risk to, to whatever it is, there's so many facets. And I think the biggest the biggest benefit I could give for people wanting to get into the security and understand a lot of risks and where risks come from and understand kind of getting into more of the non-technical stream and the technical stream, if you were to start at a role and in getting into, would be probably looking around a security analyst role, actually looking at exactly what's going on in big environments. And if you can work for a telco or work for a big bank and actually see how everything is put together from a big holistic point of view, you'll understand a lot of risk and exactly what those things mean when you get into consulting. Because there's a lot of people that would jump into consulting and have never worked on the other side of consulting. Mm. And it's the exact same as if you're working in a blue team. Like So one of the things that ZX has is that we do red team training. So we train people to, to be a good red team or we train blue teams exactly how to be a good blue team. And how we do it is we take them through how to be a good red teamer so we have a full like, two-day course on exactly compromising things and doing things and hacking things so they can see exactly what it's like and exactly what to look out for. Because if you've just worked in a blue team, which is great, you'll never have an idea of what the adversary is actually like. So like actually getting yourself into someone else's shoes is, is a really good way to do it. And that's what i learning. I've read so many books and so many just like in dealing with other customers and dealing with businesses that don't do what we do and understanding exactly what it's like to work for them as well, too to get a good yeah. over, overview
0: that makes a huge amount of sense and i guess what was it like you guys have a very decent reputation when it comes to pen testing so joining a company that's basically pen testing and you i guess maybe had, had, hadn't had too much exposure to that area before no definitely yeah. what was that like
1: pretty daunting to be honest at the start it was kind of like a curve like the hype cycle and when i started i was just kind of like oh my god i know absolutely nothing and then it kind of went down to like ah oh, does it really matter and then i kind of found my happy place like I, now I finally know exactly where, like, but well, not finally, but we, it took a good 10 or 11 months to be honest, okay. and a lot of patience from the, from the founder, Simon, to kind of see from his point of view where I fit it, and from my point of view to see where I best fit as well too. And I know any meeting I go to, I now can have a very good proficiency and understanding you know, of the technical specs of exactly what we do and how we do things, but I'm never going to be a hacker. That's not what I am. If you ask me to write code, not a chance. I can speak to it perfectly, but I can't do it. So a, a lot of it is understanding and not having the imposter syndrome and being very comfortable with what your limits are and where you can add value. And I now know exactly where I can add value that nobody else can in ZX security as well too, because these aren't streams or these aren't things that they touch on. And it's very subtle. Sometimes I'll speak to some people about certain business processes or certain ways we do things or do other things. And they'll just be like, oh, I, that's your job. And I'm like, oh, it is. Yeah, exactly." So they, they don't need to think about that. Yeah. And as as much so as I don't need to think about that as well too, you know?
0: Yeah, people have their different places.
1: But it is a huge learning curve. Like for anyone who gets into it, like and it's not saying it it's definitely is, but I would say that technical security, like pen testing, is one of the most technical IT roles there around because mm. you're dealing with so many different systems that you have to have a really good knowledge set uh, like a level a layer of knowledge set to even go deeper and then silo into whether you want to be specialist in wi-fi or gps or whatever it may be so i um, dealing with these people uh, and if you're not coming from a technical background can be very hard to create friendships as well too so like having that common understanding and finding where that is and exactly where you add value and they can see that and where they add value and, and, and they can see that as takes time it genuinely does it does
0: I, th- I think again maybe for yourself as well being in this space longer and longer and having friends in the space, pen testers, you, you, I guess, tend to appreciate how well skilled and not just touching stuff, but actually knowing stuff they have to be. Oh yeah, uh, very skilled. Yeah, They have to be a specialist in so many different areas.
1: It's, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. The amazing thing is like with the imposter syndrome in the industry and, you know, there's people that have been working at, at ZX or have been testing for 10 or 15 years and they'll have a new junior start and the junior will say, oh, I don't really know what this is. Ask whoever, and they'll ask one of the leads and go speak to the lead. And the lead will look at it and go, "This is the first time I've seen this as well, too." You know, it's just, just this new technology every day. And even though they're so specialists and have really good, well known or a very good name for themselves, it's like there's just so much technology coming in all the time. So, like, it's, it's a lot of credit to pen testers to be able to keep it together as well, too, in an industry that has no ceiling whatsoever.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not nice to see a bit of humility when someone admits they don't know something. Yeah, that's that's nice to see.
1: It is and it's it's genuinely it's one of the one of the big things that we look for when people who join Zx security and probably a huge reason as to why our retention of staff is so good so in, in the last kind of six and a half years since Zx has been around I think we think it's three people that have left Zx security wow I think it's th- three three or two people and i'm trying to I can't think off the top of my head, but one of them was to go to Amazon and he told us probably three months before he was leaving so, and he asked us to help us with his process so Again, from my point of view, if you were leaving to go to a competitor, I'd be like, oh, what did we do wrong? Like, how did we get to this situation? But Amazon, we don't compete with Amazon. We don't compete huh. with AWS. Different. You know, so it's like, cool, that's awesome. You want to work there. What can we do to help out with your visa process? The other person was someone who wanted to move to Australia. And I was like, cool, we don't have an office in Australia at the moment. Like, great. Where can we source you over the job? Where can we help you? Like, everyone's left on really good terms. So, like, having the Someone with no egos at ZX definitely made people stay longer as well, too, you know? So,
0: so t- talking about hiring then, so uh, as someone who's seen things from a recruiter's perspective and now obviously in, the, the I guess, the hiring seat or helping the company hire, what, what are the good and bad things you see from applicants out there? I-
1: I'll tell you the worst thing. I actually have written it down here. The worst thing I've ever seen in a job application was someone was looking to join ZX Security. And on the very first sentence of his, of his resume, he wrote, I write error-free code. And then uh, one, of the, one of the pen testers at ZX just said, right, I'm interviewing him. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely never put down in a resume that you write error-free code because yeah, you'll get absolutely scrutinized by the, by the best of the best things that i don't look out for that a lot of people try to publish as well too is like degrees in security or technical security there is no degree like yes you can do computer science you can do some other specific areas like engineering as well too but there is no degree for pen testing a lot of it is your degree is your passion and what you've done in your spare time so how much you can showcase that and kind of one of the biggest things i was written some notes here as well too is yeah one of the one of the great things that I like looking at when I see a resume is at the very start of it is your personal achievements and like your quick stats, like what you've done. Whether it's gotten if you've been lucky enough to get a couple of CVEs, if you have a blog, what other what what security conferences you've gone to, what talks you've gone to, what, you know, whether you have a blog, Ricky, or you've got other podcasts as well too. I listen to Ricky sing every week. or I listen to Risky Biz, or you know, whatever it is. All the things to show that you're passionate about security. I care about. And then if you have your certificates, like your OSCP or OSCE or AWAE, whatever it is, all that stuff is great to see. I don't really care so much about degrees. And I would go as far as to say as most of the business managers in security don't really care about them either because the technical people don't care about them and they know what's good. I suppose would be the best way to put that forward. But um, during an interview, the first thing that I ask is, what do you do in your spare time? It's just the first thing that I ask. And if they're just like, oh, hack, awesome what software you hacking is your spare time cool and, like, oh, and I listen to Risky Biz and I do this and I like, play with these things and I'm currently looking at my Wi-Fi and trying to you know, do this and do that but you, you awesome. know you're on the
0: right track to be hearing those
1: things yeah exactly hi this is a quick
0: break first of all I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast and secondly I'm Ricky Burke I'm director of CyberSec People this is my full-time job um, CyberSec People is a leading cybersecurity recruitment company We support companies in hiring the best people in the industry, and we do this through our industry knowledge, connections to the industry, and handling of recruitment processes. If your organization is hiring or will be hiring cybersecurity professionals, please do reach out and see how we can help. Take care. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. This is interesting, and it's it's scary, and I I ask people qualifying questions like "Why, like you in the, I guess, first place, like why, why are you in security? And if if it's not through passion then it's i guess a bit of a concern
1: it'd be very hard to stay in this industry if it wasn't through passion because it is very very tough you know especially at the moment from our point of view to give you a bit of like an inside picture at zx over the last couple of weeks so everyone's moved it from home so the the current family of people that you're allowed to share information with freely you're not at the moment because you're at home and it may be Maybe with flatmates, you can't talk about clients or you can't talk about this. Or you can't talk about that. So that's one layer of it. The other, like there's just there's just so many layers. It's just, it's very, very tough, you know, to, to work in security from like learning new information and thinking that you're finally going to reach the ceiling and understand it all. That's like the f- sooner you become comfortable with, you're not going to know it all, the more relaxing and more enjoyable the industry will be. Because there's always been new bugs, there'll always be new things coming out. Yeah, it's, it's it's a very very tough industry, and then you have the client pressures of we need it now, we need it now, we need it now, and that's another aspect as well too that can be very tough as well.
0: Out of interest, again, from hiring manager's perspective, but you get a lot of CVs. So, do you have an opinion on what how long a CV should be?
1: I don't care how long a CV is. All I care about is the relevant the relevant information is on in the first half of the page. Mm. And that's what I mean about the quick stats and quick, quick stats and facts. So like if I were to leave ZX security tomorrow, which I never would, but if I, if the first page of my resume would be the awards, my, the business has won as I, as long as I've worked there, the personal accolades I've had. And then if I have 10 years experience in this, that's written there, six years experience. So, so a a recruiter can look at me and go, cool. They ticked the box. I need to put them in there. I'm going to call them. But if you're a, saying i'm a passionate diligent person that's hard working <laughs> everybody is Lo- loads of nice, like,
0: key, key, emo- key emotive words
1: yeah don't, don't fool yourself everyone is but if you can like point to specific things and give key indicators of your experience or what you've done that's all that's relevant it's
0: all in the detail i think
1: yep all right interesting
0: so obviously you, you guys hire pen testers but you are i guess you've got good eyes and ears on the industry itself particularly, I guess, in New Zealand. Where do you see the opportunities for people out there in terms of like types of jobs or areas of security?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think a lot of jobs in the next coming months and years, a lot will be in forensics, I think. I think forensics will be a big area over the next period of time, especially with people remotely and a lot of, uh, potentially a lot of breaches that may come out. There'll be a lot of forensic work to see exactly what's going on. Uh, a lot of blue teaming as well, too. I think blue teaming will be a big area that will that will grow. Significantly over the next period of time, yeah, I just think forensics and blue teaming would be a big, big push over the next period of time. I think technical testing, like sorry, penetration testing, because I think there'll always be a natural growth in that, but I think certain areas will wane off over a certain period of time. But it it just it it purely depends on kind of the the maturity model of the country So, for example, New Zealand, our level of maturity as a country is probably three or four years behind where Australia's is. So at the moment, I went to a conference last year and the head of an insurance company spoke about where they were getting their most, where the most companies were calling them in relation to their cyber insurance. And the business silos were accounting and law firms between 20 to 50 people. So a lot of that was scamming, basically just phishing. New Zealand or America or Australia can have a complete different demograph where your security maturity is so it just fully depends on where that is but New Zealand at the moment forensics I think and blue teaming because a lot of the banks and a lot of the big private companies are finally investing in security so instead of having pushing out to their own external stock or their blue team they're they're building their own capabilities in-house.
0: Interesting okay I guess does that change things for you guys long term or will we always be pen testing?
1: I think we'll, I think there'll always definitely be a need for pen testing, especially being so fortunate to work in a city that is a government ministry city. So there's a lot of government ministries here that they can't just give it. They need to get third party or independently verified and independently
0: checked. When I came over for Kibikon, I obviously met you a couple of years ago and I was learning a bit more about the the Wellington, New Zealand's industry and market. I was, I was really impressed, to be honest, obviously yourselves and Insomni and there's a few others out there. obviously you guys really just focus on pen testing and Mm. in australia we have a lot of companies that do pen testing but not many that focus just exclusively on it and it's it's quite impressive that you can grow it's hard man
1: like it's interesting there's there's a couple of facets or there's a couple of conversations you can have about this and like some pen testers don't like the conversation of oh, you know For a pen testing company, you know, we could get into governance and risk or do more PCI stuff or into PKI or whatever it is as well, too, in different areas of it. But a lot of pure pen testers want to protect that bubble of being a real hacker, which is fine. But like from the books that I've read and just from the facts of life, the more you know, the more you know, and the more that can benefit you. So if you're working in a business that has a GRC area and an identity area and a PCI area, and you're dealing with all these other professionals, you're going to learn more about the overall holistic view of security that can benefit you as a pen tester as well. So there is definitely benefits to being bigger than pen testing. The beauty of just being a pen testing company, sorry, is that all that attention is just focused in one area. So you're not trying to spread your knowledge wider as well. Too. You're really trying to be a specialist. And as long as there's a need for a specialist domain, like will will be sweet in that regard. I don't think we're ever going to get into governance and risk or anything like that we we more partner with businesses so there's one or two businesses in new zealand that specialize in governance and risk and we deal directly with them as if we're the same company on engagements and we'll just leave them be specialists in their area we will be specialists in our area that and, and from that point of view as well too there's another level of independence as well too so it can make sure that if they're doing something like bad we can call them out and likewise as well too not kind of like oh we're going to devalue our brand as a whole yeah okay and a lot of people are just in it to make money as well too to be honest like and they'll just yeah we do governance risk yeah we do pen testing but they just run open vast for free and call it pen <laughs> testing you know so there's a, there's a lot of those people around as well
0: di- different subjects back on i guess maybe the hiring front. what are your thoughts on the sort of headlines that we see quite often in the media about the social so cybersecurity skills gap
1: it's interesting I, I agree with and i disagree with so i agree with it in regards to there is definitely a gap in relation to Getting people into security, I, I I do fully agree with that, but I disagree with the the amount that is needed. I think at at, at the moment, yes, in ZX security right now, we could hire you know five people if there was five people tomorrow, which is you know the way that everyone always says of it. But you can't, I can't just hire five people tomorrow i got to take my time. i got to onboard them correctly. I've got to make sure they fit into the culture well. I've got to make sure that they upskill well. They can start billing correctly. They can start dealing with the rest of the consultants, dealing with the clients correctly before I get someone else on. So even though I could hire five people right now, that's going to take me a year to do because I want to make sure that the retention of staff there and the knowledge is there as well too. So I don't think the problem can be fixed tomorrow, but I do definitely think that there is a need for people, but I just don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. And if you do hire five people tomorrow, that's not going to be good for them or for you either. And that's the same with stocks within big banks or whatever it is as well, too. It's got to be done correctly. And I, there's, I'm not sure about Australia, but I just know in New Zealand that some of the telcos and some of the bigger banks are trying to hire actual penetration testers now, just of one. That won't work either because they've got no one to upskill against. They've got no, no one to mentor them. They just have themselves on a couple of YouTube videos. So that, yes, you could hire them, but there's no, there's no real need for it as well, too. And that's not me speaking from a consultancy, yeah, use us. That's not me saying that. That's me saying genuinely, if you want to be a good pen tester, you want to work with a team of people.
0: It's, yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's 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 not a sort of straight yes or no answer, is it?
1: It's not binary at all. It's not, yeah, there is, let's get them all tomorrow. And then the the other side is it depends on how how the market goes as well, too.
0: So you have obviously transitioned into the industry. And as you said, there's, a, I guess, a bit of luck along the way. But it, knowing what you know now and let's say you're going back to you know before studies or studying at a time 18 to 22 years old what would you be doing to get into security now
1: if i was technical and i'm um, just because i do I, I mentor heaps of um, young students coming up that are going through university or finishing high school before they get to university i want to become pen testers and the advice i give them is again so lucky the kids that how, how much how easy they have it these days you know when i speak to the business people or business owners these days when they were young and they were pen testing they didn't have pen tester labs or hack the box or anything like this they had to pay for internet by the hour it was so expensive back in the day to even try to be a hacker and there was nothing to hack as well too these days they've got an absolute you know pandora's box of stuff to play with the whole time they can do whatever the hell they want so the first side is get involved in that as soon as possible second side is start a blog and if you're just blogging again i listen to this podcast or listen to this other podcast or this is a cool Link, or that's a cool link, or I hack this and you take a photo of whatever that thing is you hacked. If you have years of all that put up, and now I'm trying to hire someone, and I click on that blog and I just see like an absolute list of stuff, I'd be like, awesome! They've been at this for years; they're not just saying it, you know. So definitely, from my point of view, is start documenting. So like, start a blog as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, spot on. And
1: that's the thing. If, you, if yeah, what, you, what would you, what would you, what would you be saying?
0: I agree. I think. Again, it's, it's always different, and I guess it's knowing what you know now. And, and I guess similar to you, I'm not, I guess, that technical myself, so I don't have those skills. But now I know what I know. If I wanted to be a pen tester or technical, I think I basically I'd be learning coding myself, just because I think the
1: biggest the biggest thing that I could say that um kind of irks me a small bit is that uh, it's kind of a contradiction to how inclusive security is, is an extremely inclusive environment. You know, from gender to diversity to everything. But sometimes there's a high level of people. There's a contradictory element to it. So what I mean by that is there's a lot of people that would say, oh, you know, why aren't they hacking at nighttime? Or, you know, so there's 18, 19, 20 years of age and they're in uni. Oh, you know, when I was young, I could hack and do all this. Predominantly, the most of the people that are in security, this isn't saying everyone are privileged people who have the ability to, you know, the parents could pay for them hacking in their spare time and give them licenses to all these bits and pieces. But there's so many people these days that want to get into security that are from a lower decile area and don't have money to even pay for an internet connection at home, don't have to do all these things. so They don't have time. They have to do a part-time job. They may have a kid or anything. They don't have time to go and hack the box the minute they get from home and just be real hackers and put their hoodies on. So there needs to be an appreciation that, you know, there's there's a new wave of people that want to get into security but aren't pure hackers. They're so passionate about it. They just don't have the time to do it as well too. So there's there's a, there needs to be a holistic understanding that not everyone is going to be hoodie anymore.
0: Yeah, well it's a I guess a bigger and more diverse industry now. Um, yeah. Yes, it's interesting you asking me the question. What would I do? Personally, I'd learn coding, and then just go and do those things that you basically said. I'd I'd have a blog. I'd document document document. I would demonstrate to people out there that these are the things that I'm doing and that's what I'm going to work towards. Um, I guess I I get a lot of messages. I'm sure you do as well, but obviously you'll get asked the question a lot about how to get into security and there's no magic formula, but really I think the the closer you can demonstrate to somebody that you have the skill set to do the job, the closer you are to actually getting the job itself.
1: Definitely. But it's, it's, it's what I say to everyone, even who are going for interviews, Is like the biggest thing that you can say in an interview and say it three or four times is at the end of every sentence is like, and this is where I can add value, blah, 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 whatever it is. And this is where I can add value, blah, 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 blah. And this is where I can add value. If you can add value, then why would they not hire you? You know?
0: And it goes the same whether someone's a complete first job person coming to the industry or someone's transitioning from another part of IT. I know really good pen testers now and again what's about pen testing because it's very relevant for yourself but these people weren't pen testing as a job two or three years ago but maybe they've done 10 years in programming they've got a lot of value they can add i know oh, one huge i know huge. one guy who effectively went into a senior role even though it was his first pen testing gig and it's because he demonstrated a lot of business value that he could bring to the company yeah. and their customers and things like that so it's not always about the initial technical capabilities.
1: I fully agree with you. It's it's one of the things that's threatening a lot of the old hackers with hoodies is that as security is, be- this is just New Zealand, uh, you can tell me if it's the same as well too in Australia, is that as security is becoming more mainstream and there's a lot of money in it, to be honest, heaps of old IT mm-hmm. consultants are saying, oh, what's that over there? Security, I'll give that a go. And because they're well-seasoned consultants and they have peopling skills, they know how to deal with humans and they have never kind of sat in the back room and put a hoodie on they come in and just start shining straight away like they, the technical stuff will come later they understand it they don't need to do it fully and they, there's a lot of technical people that are coming into security stream at the moment and making it more of a conversation as well you know which again i i, I like to be honest it's getting more people into the industry
0: well, the thing is a, a pen test is only as good as the report that's written anyway
1: yeah oh there's, there's a huge degree of that as well, and um, it's definitely to a degree of how how good the report is, but not how good the report is, is how easy the C-suite people can take that information as well too. And it's back to the point of view is sometimes everyone jokes that C-suite people love graphs and those pie charts. That's, if that's what it needs to be, that's what it needs to be. Your, Your job is, is not to tell someone their baby's broken and say, we hacked this and we destroyed it. It's saying, this is what we've identified. This is how you fix it. And this is how you go. This is how you, you become better going forward. It's about creating a journey. And a lot of, again, a lot of people who are pen testers that I've met over the years from different companies and just from conferences are very much of the, oh, we hacked them and we showed them how crap they were. No one's gonna want to use you again if that's Mm. the way you are. It's about how you can add value and you can add value by destroying something as well too. And it's about how you find that, how you do that.
0: Yeah, how you deliver and articulate the message. Exactly, exactly. Great. The recording for this will probably go out two three weeks after we speak, but this business we discussed earlier seems to be pretty good still. And are you guys hiring? And this is again for anyone listening and worth knowing. You now, what should they do if they are interested in ZX in the future?
1: Yeah, if you're interested in ZX, I suppose is always get in touch with them, Simon or myself via LinkedIn. We're always happy to have a conversation with people. At the moment, we currently have two people that we've had that have accepted jobs with us that we're currently waiting for the travel ban to lift. So, people can actually come in and start working for us. And then that's mirrored by, again, what we'll see over the next couple of months and how, how everything goes. Yeah, Ricky, and I know you spoke just beforehand, and we're, we're very lucky to be in a good situation at the moment. So, we'll just see what happens what happens over the next couple of months, you know?
0: And just out sort of interest in general, you mentioned lots of people travel, so they're coming from another, another country then. So, I know companies in New Zealand are quite open to bringing people from overseas. So, what, what do you <laughs> normally look for in a good pen tester?
1: want to look in a good so in regards to if someone's just for example someone's from malaysia and they're looking at moving to new zealand is it oh anyway is it oh, anywhere yeah sorry when, yeah when um, you're hiring when i'm hiring this so i can give you a quick rundown on how we do our in, our interview process that would give people an understanding of the things that we like to see someone sends us an, a resume if it's any bit decent by looking at it and again i'm looking at the main facts again if they have any relevant certificates how many years experience they have pen testing and then looking Genuinely, I look at their resumes if it's a report and see if there's any grammatical errors on that because that's your one sheet prove that you can English. And if you can't English well, then you know you're going to be writing a lot of reports. So we need to look at that. But say they tick all those boxes, usually it's a quick uh, phone conversation or a bit of a chat with them and just to see what they're like uh, as a as, as, as a person and also to see exactly what their um, English is like from a, from a speaking perspective. And then the next stage is we have a, an internal web pen test where we'll send people and we'll ask them, we'll ask them to hack a website that we've created and identify any, any vulnerabilities in it. And then they'll have to, that's 24 hours to do the, the hack, uh, hacking exam and 24 hours then to write a report. And the report then, the next they automatically get through to the next interview And that's as if we are the client and they are the pen tester, we'll ask them questions like a bunch of CEOs that know nothing about security and one technical guy in a room. So what does that mean? What does this mean? What does that mean? So we'll check exactly what they're like as a consultant. We'll check exactly what they're like, again, from the the reporting point of view, how they portray that to non-technical people and how they portray that to technical people. And then if that goes well, they get offered a job. Um, and then the, probably the last thing, if they are, if we know who they are and they're, they're really, really good and they don't need to go through the, the technical exercise, we do have a bad finding exercise. So we'll give them a really poorly written finding and just say, what would you do to it? Just to see exactly what their English skills are like.
0: Right. So, yeah, obviously you see the different I guess, skill sets there and things you'd be looking for that will help you with customers and engagements.
1: Yeah, because yeah, again, from, from hiring people internationally or hiring people within New Zealand, we don't really care where you come from we just want to make sure that you're good and you can do your job to a degree you know
0: in um thanks a lot for sharing your insights it's, it's really helpful to hear how companies like yourself hire and, and what you look for but also your journey as well i know there's as we've spoken lots of people get want to get into this industry not everyone's technical it's good to hear how someone who was yeah not so technical before and and quite frankly you're doing very very well so it's really nice to see
1: thanks man i really appreciate that as well too doing all the best for you over the coming months as well too and it's great to see you doing so well too
0: awesome all right thanks for your time in thanks for listening and if you've got any questions comments please reach out to me you'll find me online anywhere cybersec ricky and if you would like to be involved in the future maybe be a guest and uh, then reach out as well thanks for your time have a
1: great day bye